What's your deal? Boy band's making a comeback. You just put your spit all over me. Ooh. I hate sultry. This is just this is perfect. You definitely you definitely hate. What was their name? Step up four or three or whatever. (laughs) I think it's step up two, but whatever. All right. I don't. Literally, what's her name? Because I think that's the only thing she ever did. (laughs) Hot as hell, but. I really wish I could remember like how she sounded, like what, like a line from that movie. Yeah, I can't. I I know we saw that trailer over and over again. I used to make fun of it. Hello and welcome to episode 186 of Outlandish Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. With me, I have my co-host, Justin. Hello, ladies. Jeremy is out because he was on his cruise and he didn't get back till yesterday, Sunday. Right. So we're just recording after we got off work Monday. If my voice sounds sexier this week, it's because I've had, I guess, a head cold. I don't know. It's not the flu. I, I demand that it's not the flu because I had a fucking you flu vaccine shot. Maybe Last it's fall. Maybe it's a different. Maybe it's a variation of the flu, like a mutated bird flu. Well, I mean, yeah, you could have like different, right? It only well, protects you against the one or one of the two, like H one N one. It's like the flu twenty eleven edition, or I guess it'd be twenty twelve. It's always a yeah. year ahead when it comes to cars yeah. and video games. Well, then it'd be twenty thirteen, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, but I mean, it would. The flu usually comes around at the end of the year. Into yeah, but what happens year. is when it. When it goes over, the, does it become? Well, then yeah, that's why it's 2012. You know, it's a little, a little bit into the future. Oh, hmm. I but, say uh, when 2012 comes around, it should be named 2013. Then. Well, that'll be this year's flu. Uh, yeah. So I got. Uh, so I'm just going to talk about my sickness a little bit here. Okay. You know, Saturday. It's funny when I was a kid, or I should say a teenager, I had an ear, uh, an earache, an ear infection. Um. And it was just... I think the difference between an earache and an ear infection is pretty big. Well, no, it's just, um, well, an ear infection gives, makes your ear ache. There you go. But uh, it was just steadily increasing pain. I may have told this on the podcast before. I don't yes. remember this shit. Do we stop talking about it if steadily I say Steadily increasing pain. And it got like worse and worse. It was like somebody just cranking a dial up. And, just, and by the... I couldn't sleep that night. But mm. somewhere around like midnight... Um. I felt I, I, I heard what would what you would compare to like when you come out of a uh, out of the uh, pool or, or ocean or whatever and you hear you get like water in your ear. Mm-hmm. I had that, and then a bunch of nast just drained out onto my pillow. But I didn't give a shit because pain immediately went away. Now my hearing immediately went away in that ear too. So it was like okay, well at least my ear doesn't hurt. Um, we went to the doctor and I was freaking out because it was like he was like, oh yeah, your ear your eardrum your ear, inner ear filled up with you know, liquid from the infection and it burst. And I was like, burst my eardrum burst. That sounds terrible. Cause apparently there's something in there. There's some aspect of your ear. I think it might want to be those three tiny bones that we all learned about that. If it breaks, there's like nothing they can do about it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so apparently your eardrum can burst and it'll just heal back, which is exactly what it did. So I think that happened Saturday and now my left ear is filling up. So mm-hmm. I guess that'll happen later tonight. Mm-hmm. I don't, I always was worried about the eardrum. Yeah, and they like, always tell you not to stick Q-tips, Q-tips in there. But like, I you know you do it anyway because you're like apparently the reason you're not. Well, no, you go you usually the probably reason, like try to do the how far can I go with right. this before I start? And like, and then you twist it around. You're like, ah. Oh. Um. Apparently, you're not supposed to do it because of the chance that you'll jab it in there. Just like, even by an accident, like I guess you could fall yeah. and like, oh no, I'm in the shower doing a Q-tip. Whoa, slippery! But according to the doctor, there's no reason to uh, to be getting in there anyway. But I'm yeah. thinking like, I know when I was a kid, you would see those kids that never clean their ears out, and it's like, dude, clean your ear out. I can see the earwax built up, and so I was always self conscious, you know. Supposedly, I think they can flush that out, right? Yeah, they say that if you want to do it, you're supposed to do it like what they like they do with kids. They have those um squeezy 
don't even know what you would fucking call those right. things. Droppers? Droppers, yeah. Droppers it's like you can fill that up with liquid, pour it in there, and then empty it out, and then like suck all that stuff out. And you can apparently do that as an adult if you don't want to feel like a little baby, you though. A turkey baster. Like. <laughs> How much do I supposed to get you in here? It uh, starts like, leaking out your nose. Well, except for the f- I was going to say, you figure you could just like hook up like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, that um, that's that's probably too much pressure on your ear. That's not. Just... Yeah, I don't think that's a good. Well, it'd be okay until you hold your nose in your oh. other ear and keep your mouth shut. And then you might have and problems. Brain, you like yeah. do like that and brain trail. Like well, then you're like I, I, I don't feel different right can now. I, can I part putting it back in there? Can, can I, I just? How do I get it back in? Did you go from the other side? Do you hope to suck it in from the other side? Like, like a scene from a movie where someone's like yeah. someone's face is disintegrating, but like it's a curse, so they don't feel it or oh. whatever. And they're like, oh, oh, and they try to put it right, like, put it back up there. Death becomes me or something. Yeah, or that episode of True, that season of True Blood um, or Poltergeist. So I got Wow to talk about. Ah, fuck. Wait, you're actually. Why do you have Wow to talk about, Matt? Well, because like, in the in the, the lead in the news, um, they have the. Scroll, uh, Scroll of Resurrection. They've revamped right. it. I was gonna say I'd heard about this before. What did it used to be? Do we it even used to remember? be you would get a month free if they sub subbed for it. Okay, so if someone would that's already playing. If you had a an, a previous account, right? But you weren't playing, they could send you a Scroll of Resurrection. Yeah, you had to be inactive for like two months, and then they could send you ah. a Scroll of Resurrection. And then if you accepted it, if you renewed after that, then you would they would get a free month. Wow. Oh, okay. Oh, you had to actually renew. Yeah. Was very Which weak. you do on this as well. Oh, okay. So what happens but is... But the, the person who gets scrolled... Yeah, the person who gets scrolled is amazing. I'm telling the you, man. The person that does, the, does the scrolling, they're probably like, ah, this kind of sucks. I think this could back, back fucking fire. I mean, I'm, th- I'm thinking, like, especially right now, you're like, Miss Pandaria is not coming out anytime soon. Mm-hmm. There's other shit to... There's always other shit to play. There's always a reason to not play WoW. You know, fucking take a break. Take yourself a well, little break. This encourages people to start playing, though. Well, it encourages other people, but at like, least play five levels. People who are, well, yeah. Because uh, so so what the scroll of resurrection does now is uh, the recipient of the scroll gets to boost a character all the way to level eighty. Is there a minimum on the what the character has to be? Mm-hmm. I'm, I had a, I just I deleted a character and made a new level one and boosted them all the way to eighty. And you made them level one after you got the scroll. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just didn't. Accept what does that look it. like? I just didn't accept that. I mean, I didn't. What do you mean? Was in the in the game, like? Oh no! It just happens on your account. Like you don't get it in the mail or anything like that. Well, I it guess what I'm asking a, is, you, you go through the account, the the website to do all the stuff. Oh, so it sees your characters and you choose it. Yeah. Okay. So, before I accepted it, I went ahead and deleted one of my characters and remade another one. What did you make? A hunter, because okay. I wanted to have an 80 hunter. Okay. Because I really like the twink hunter, so I, I didn't want to get my... I didn't want to level up my twink, because I put so much time into twinking them. Mm. So, I just went ahead and made another hunter. Jeremy always said he on. liked the hunter PvP. I, and I'll try it. Mm-hmm. I just like the idea of soloing with my pet. It's pretty great with hunter. Um... So the recipient gets to level up their character to 80. They get a free transfer of their character if they want to to the server that the person sent the request from. Now, and a faction change. Okay, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's a $50 value, Matt. Let's see what else you get. Oh, you get a free upgrade to Cataclysm all the way to Cataclysm, no matter what your account is. That is so, holy shit, man! That is up wow, to a hundred and twenty dollar value. If you just have WoW, you get uh, Burning Crusade, Wrath of Lich King, and that's Cataclysm. insane. That means you could you could have fucking started playing WoW with the first game. You bought it, you played it for two months. You're one of those people that just like I just like to try MMOs. Yeah. You never fucking came back to it. Your friend played the whole time. You were like, oh, I'm never gonna catch up to him. Each expansion came out. Now he can send you a thing, and you can get all the way up to eighty, and wow. not have to buy any of the expansions. It's pretty insane, really. And your character ends up getting a bunch I mean, of two thirty-two gear, which was they yeah. talked about. This is ah, I can't wait to see the numbers. And then you also, whenever you make your character, whenever you level them up, you pick. The, oh wait, you get. I, sorry, I just like I was, I was inside my head there for a second. You get a bunch of two thirty-two gear. Yeah, you get all geared out. 
Damn. And then it's based on what it, what it is is you pick what spec you want, so it knows the talent trees, I guess, and has a pre-defer- predetermined talent tree. And so you tell it like I told it like Beastmaster, and so the gears all it's tailored. So, it's so casual mode, <laughs> right? The gears all tailored around Beastmaster. Oh, guess. okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And the talent tree was spec for me. Like, but I couldn't. They know what you want. If, if you don't, if you don't do the transfer while you're on that character screen, then you can't. As far as I know, there's not like a reserve of it. Because I wanted to just put some money on it and just send it over there, and uh, give. Them they don't money want you it. abusing it. Yeah, they don't want. This is their way of making sure it's. Well, people I mean, that are I could have. Actually... I could have put it probably on the level one. Put no. on. I mean, I put it. What happened was I put too much gold on there. Because I didn't know what the gold cap was. Because mm-hmm. it has that stupid restriction. And you can only send so much at a certain levels. So I was like, ah, I put 20,000 right. 20, gold on there. I forgot about it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to transfer them out. Jesus Christ. And you can't. Flip the fuck out of that. And you can't. Somebody slammed the door in the apartment so. complex, I think. So you can't do that. Yeah, you can't transfer. Hmm. You, can't, you can't just go ahead and level them up to 80 and then go, okay, now I'll transfer them. You have to do it all in one click. One click motion, right? And I want you reserving those. Yeah, um, but I'm pretty sure I could have put just like I don't know what the cap is for level eighty, but I'm pretty sure I could have had that on them already, and just told them to move over there. And that when I got the air of you, you got too much gold on this guy. You got to get rid mm-hmm. of it. Now, is it uh, an actual? Is it is it an open transfer? Like you can go wherever you want, or does you, no, have, you have to, to go? You have to go to where predetermined. Man, yeah. they got that shit nailed down, don't they? <laughs> yeah. That's a really great service, though. And you get, you, a, wanna... I mean, you get the faction change and everything. Like that, so I mean, it's, yeah, it's great. And um, that's crazy. You uh, the resi- the the person that sends it, the sender, I guess. Since I said recipient, right? The sender gets if they renew. Oh, you also get seven free days of WoW to play with that scroll resurrection, just automatically. Yeah, as soon as you accept it. Uh, the, so the, the wait, sender, wait, the uh, recipient. Yeah, the recipient gets seven free days. Seven free days? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess they gotta just get you a taste. Right, right, right. They gave you a month, those kind of people. (laughs) They like sweet free month of how this game is now. I'm done. Um so the sender, if they renew, gets either a spectral griffin or a spectral like whatever the hell the other thing is. Windrider? Yeah. Do you get to choose or is it I'm sure it's faction based? Yeah, it's faction based as far as I know. Uh, we haven't, but that's about it. On, I mean, they got some. If they renew, they're talking about buffs. They're going through the buffs and debuffs of classes and what they're going to get. For mists, yeah. Is this um? They, they haven't had the Mist of Pandaria press tour yet, have they? No, it's starting tomorrow. I think. I think it's the thirteenth or the fifteenth. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm realizing I haven't seen Josh Augustine spamming a bunch of stuff, so. <laughs> They have not had that yet. What was what, what was crazy is as always, Justin. After we record a podcast, the next day this news come out. The or scroll, like, yeah, or like, yeah. It's like what? I'm telling you, if you want to find out when news is going to hit, it's going to after we record. It's going to be on uh, Saturdays. Because um, that's what, when all the news hits. I, I and I feel. I feel like the person that sends it is just getting ripped off. Like I tweeted about how it seems like the loyal customers aren't getting very good rewards compared to yeah to the unloyal. Right. But as I reached, you know, as as, as I was, other people responded, yeah. people beat me to it. You know that they already got those people. Right. They don't need to attract them. They're right. in it. All, all all the other businesses, banks and stuff like that, they don't do that. Yeah. They always reward the new. They need customers. to get people coming back from lol. <laughs> League of Legends. Um, were you? I don't know if you no. Had. That's all. That's all the okay. I'm going to talk about. From uh, I believe I saw a boo-boo-y of MMO champions say that the uh, Mr. Pandaria beta is supposed to start. Soon. Mm-hmm. They do. They do mention that it popped up on a website mm. uh, on the Battle Debt Battle Let me check that. So that is that is a. Uh, that is a major step towards release. Yeah, it says yesterday people who bought the WoW annual pass had their copy of Diablo 3 showing up as active on their battle.net profile. However, this wasn't the only change and for a short time period for a t- short time people could also access the battle.net account management page for the Mists of Pandaria beta. 
That's the one good thing about when websites put some shit online. You mm-hmm. know, they get like like Xbox Live has done this before. Inevitably, somebody's gonna fuck something up and put something up before it's supposed to be, and we we reap the benefits of knowledge. Right. There you go. They'll dig for the images, new images that yep. have been added. Yep. Uh, but I don't know what that. They don't really talk more about the whole Diablo three showing up as that. I don't even know what that means. Like, what? What does that mean? Active. Well, I would think active would mean they could play. But yeah, right. They can't play. Yeah, they can't play. I don't know. I do know that uh, they have said that PvP won't make it with a Diablo three ship. Right. I saw. That, I saw that tweet. And I twirl a finger in the air. <laughs> As I do not. Why care. didn't was there PvP in Diablo two? Yes. Okay. It was. It was. Uh, what can I compare PvP and Diablo two to? Can't think of anything off the top of my head. PvP in Diablo two was an afterthought. You could do it, but they did not balance for it. Okay. So inevitably, like, Why, where would you do it? In the in the world, you could set in the town. You could town set. Well, yeah, or? when you make your little server and invite right. people in, you could set it to PvP or not. Could, friendly fire could <clears throat> would that happen in the dungeon if you wanted to yeah. oh okay it's just basically friendly fire and you just decided to attack each other kind of like nexus which means nothing to you people but well nexus wasn't like that well i mean i'm you just saying like in PvP certain in the areas veil. okay right but there was also monsters running around the veil right. and you could do stuff in the veil and you had to do stuff in the veil that's why it was annoying when you had to go through the veil and you just hope you pass by all the level 99s well, please just... don't hellfire me I yeah. just need to get through usually as long as you made it past the entrance to the veil exactly you could you would be alright I am not worth killing you just try to run really quick <laughs> it's stealth in that game right yeah okay. wasn't there some re- wasn't there some way that everybody could use that it seems like Seems like we could all invisible by people. Fuck, I do not remember. Jeremy was here. Jeremy, <laughs> do you remember? It seems like we all could learn invisibility. Is that right? Or was it just rogues? Oh, I guess it was just rogues. Possibly mages. Maybe he's invisible right now. Maybe he's using. Oh, yeah. So what? What? So you're playing Mass Effect Three? Yes, I am. You're enjoying it quite a bit. Now. I think I'm enjoying it quite a bit because I was expecting to be disappointed. Um, you haven't got to the ending yet. No. So they I'm, still have a chance to disappoint. Apparently today is like around about the time that everybody's gotten to the end or something because there's all these like, apparently there's all these people complaining about it. But of course, I don't follow people complaining about things like this. I follow people that react to people complaining. So you get all the people saying like, oh, fans bitching about Mass Effect 3 ending. Funny joke about those fans. Yeah, retweet. I see a lot of, which, you know, we're, we're like super anti-spoilers. So that's kind of a spoiler, right. you know, um, I'll find out how bad the ending is, but I'm enjoying the hell of it. I mean, there was one of the main things I saw once the review started hitting was like, it's not as good as Mass Effect 2, but it's still really good. And, uh, I, I mean, right now I'm kind of liking it more than Mass Effect 2, but again, that's because my expectations were way down here. Um, because honestly, when Mass Effect 2 came around, they didn't do a very good job wrapping up all the old characters and, and mm. storylines and whatnot. I mean, they brought back some of them, but you didn't get everybody back, and it felt very, like, start overish. They didn't bring in a lot of things that necessarily happened. Um, this one, they're very much fulfilling the promise. I mean, like, I haven't encountered everybody, but I've encountered enough people from the past games to know that if they're, they were alive at the end of Mass Effect 2, I'm probably going to see them. I'm, like, piecing together the pattern, you know? Seems like you get a mission, and it's like, oh, here's a mission to go do this. And depending on what race is involved, you're probably going to come across the crew member that belongs to that race. Um, but, yeah, I had my um, but uh, I had my first uh, do-over because... Now, I, why do you say that? Why do you say you had your... You reloaded? Yes. Okay. Because you didn't like the ending? or I didn't, didn't like... What happened with 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 a character? With a yeah, choice you semi, made? semi spoilers. Um, well, just don't say. I mean, can you not talk? About, I mean, can you not work around it? Just say. You didn't... Well, it's sort of one of those things that people can expect to be in the game. Uh-huh. Um, Somebody had to die. I mean, you're you gonna you're like... gonna deal with the Geth and the Corians. Oh, okay. Um, so something. Corians are the people that wear masks. Just nod, nod and smile. Which one? Are, which one? Which actually? Yes. Mask? Good job. Is it the 
the chick you would hook up with in the second one, or she's one of the chicks you could hook up. I hooked up with the chick in the uh, with the Corian. That's Tali, some fancy last she, name. She the one you okay? So I only played like an hour of Mass Effect Two. Sure, I don't think you saw her. Well, isn't she the one that? Or does like, she show up? Yeah, early she shows up in the early. I think when you like gotta. You have to dance around like there's this big giant mech or something, robot, and it's trying to shoot you. And so I just danced around a crate the whole time as he like, well, because he couldn't. He's like, uh, I'm trying to shoot you. I can't get line of sight. Do not remember them. Hm. Yeah, it was it was some people. Tali Zora. I do remember her name. Okay. I hooked up with Tali Zora. I don't know. It was like the forbidden fruit. The thing about the Quarians is, the thing about the Quarians is that uh, the reason they're in the suits is because they have super high... Um, uh, I don't know. Sensitivity? So actually, yeah, super low immunity. Oh, okay. Um, they were good on their own planet, but basically anywhere else, it's like they all have AIDS. Wow. <laughs> Just naturally. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, you know, a, a scratch could, could mean the flu. They can't even take those masks off, like running around. How the hell do you have sex with them then? Lots of lotions, creams, and uh, antibiotics, as a matter of fact. I imagine she actually specifies that. It's well, just, no, it was in Shepherd's guys, room, but I guess they kind of clean. Like just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, step in there. Instead of just, going into a lab, we just had sex in that area yeah. where they like powder us yeah. down. and <laughs> It was kind of hot. It was very powdery. <laughs> um, no, uh, I don't know. I, I liked her accent. But uh, in Mass Effect 3, I've decided to go back with my old love, which was the Asari Liara from the first game. <clears throat> Mostly because she showed up first. Um, and I, I was able to put some time in, in with her before I put some time in the other ones. So. Yeah, well, and I was thinking, like, you know what? The relationship with the breather, rebreather lady, not really going to last. Um, she was young. The sorry girl had left me and didn't want to come back in the second game. So it was really just a, it was really just a, uh, uh, what's the word? Rebound? Or kind of like a rebound fuck, yeah. <laughs> um, grudge fuck, I think they all Well, maybe call it. maybe the other one didn't know you had lived. No, no, we meet her. Oh. She's all, she was doing Shadow Broker stuff in the second. Oh. But she came back, like, right at the beginning, was right on board with me. So I was like, cool. Um, so I had to let down Tali easy. But anyway, yes. The uh, the geth Corian situation. Man, was not happy with the choice I had to make there. So I had to go and get on the boards and find out, like, the behind-the-scenes numbers of what I needed to do. Turns out I needed to do uh, just free information you, when, when you get to that part of the game, there's going to be multiple missions you can do mm-hmm. there. Uh, save the one dealing with the Reaper last. That's the one you want to do last. Because doing the other ones first helps you out. So that's all I'm saying. Um, so I was able See, to and that's that. I hate that kind of shit. Absolutely. Like, because I didn't know yeah, how I to do branching stuff. Or yeah. Something. Cause what you know, I had to do like a few other things to sort of like. I mean, I guess it made sense, but it was kind of hard to keep up with what was going on between the characters. I didn't really think it was going to end the way it did when it did, and I was like, ah, that's why I got online. Ah, it's like, and then he was like, ah, and then it was like, ah, and then it was all like, bang, bang, and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> sort of like, reload. Yeah, well, actually, I was just sitting there like that. No, <laughs> um, so yeah, but uh, I, I, I must be almost done because I've almost met everybody <laughs> that I've. That I kept alive. My Paragon playthrough, I kept everyone alive in Mass Effect 2 except for the... You had to make a sacrifice in that, didn't you? Didn't no, you, you could thought, get everybody out. I thought you... You could get everybody out and you could sacrifice everybody, including Shepard. Which I kind of wish I had done to see how the fucking game starts in Mass Effect 3. But that's what YouTube's for. Um, but uh, I saved everybody except for... Do you not have a save game for that? At the end? There towards the end of the second of Mass Effect 2? Yeah. Well, you have to have done multiple... You have you have ah, to have yeah. not done okay. multiple things okay. to make sure that everybody so dies. So then at the very beginning that you would have had to... Basically, there's a bunch of... Basically, Mass Effect 2 was a series of acquire all these crew members. Those were each like big missions. Right. And then part two of Mass Effect 2 was you had the option to do a loyalty mission for them, which is basically to sort of... Bring, bring them to peace with themselves before you went to the final mission in that game. And if you did that, they were at peace and they were they strong and they could, they no, they could pull through oh, okay. and not sort of desperately like fuck up toward at, at the, in the final scenario. Um, I like to imagine they have a branching path where it's like, you didn't change any of Shepard's looks. 
<laughs> like, like that actually affects the storyline. Like, if you would have customized your guy, <laughs> it could fuck up a branch. Well, yeah, because I mean, spoilers for Mass Effect Two at the very beginning. Your your shepherd basically disintegrates at the end of Mass Effect One or in between. Yeah, I don't even know how they due to like a shipwreck, and Cerberus puts you back together. So they have the option of like you could remake yourself right now if you wanted to. And it would have been funny if you were like, ah, whatever. I'll take the default you, shepherd. Could you customize yourself in the first one? Yes. So you could be a could you could you, could you be a fem shepherd? Yes. Fem fem shep is what they call a him. Fem shep. And in fact. I was actually kind of pissed. So here's something that happened when I imported my character. Um, there's some bug right now with the import feature. And it was like, we were unable to import all your features. And it popped out the basic shepherd, um, which I was very annoyed about. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I remembered what my shepherd looked like. And I was able to redesign him to make him look like he used to. But still, I mean, damn. Should have been able to import him directly. That's okay because I gave him a few extra scars because like, he's been through a lot. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, he might have been. Was there any? Was there any? T- is there any time lapse in between the end of the second and the third one? Yes, there's all kinds of DLC you could have played. Oh, okay. And there's actually six months because they decommissioned yeah, your ship. Yeah. It was, it well, was, shit. What the fuck? I, the thing I went through at the end stuff. of Mass Effect Two would give him enough scars. But yeah, so um, you could actually go from saving everybody to saving nobody, including Shepard. Now, for my Renegade playthrough, I ended up. Uh, saving myself. <laughs> I very specifically wanted to save nobody but me. I think I might have let Jack through just because Jack is a renegade bitch. Um, but uh, pretty sure I saved just about nobody. So I'll be really interested to see how they handle that on my renegade playthrough of this. I also want to try the... Um, well, they resurrect them too. Just They resurrect everybody there. <laughs> <laughs> They're just there? I'm like, no! You get to pick who you want resurrected. Like... <laughs> We're going to assemble a crack team for you. Do you have anybody you want resurrected? We've from got the, all these DNA the, canisters. It, yeah. looks like, it looks like the frozen fridge area from Jurassic Park where Nedry's picking them all out. Let's see. We got Jack. Right. We got Tali Zora here. Did you want her back? No? Okay. We got Jacob. Shaving cream canister. I never liked Jacob. It's okay. You can leave him in there. In fact, can we just pull that out and smash it on the ground? I, well, I was just thinking, like, I would, <laughs> I would probably always, like, just sacrifice all the guys. Yeah. And just Keep, leave all women. <clears throat> Definitely, <laughs> definitely regenerate Miranda, which is the uh, the girl modeled after and played by the girl from Chuck. And in the game, she's a genetically engineered woman, mm-hmm. and because she's engineered, she's, she's engin- a blacker. Woman? Yeah, she's engineered to be like perfect in all ways. And let me tell you, Raven. I guess she's I like, don't know what you dow, but dow up front and in the back. You say Raven? Would you say Raven hair? I don't know if raven you say hair. black. Yeah, hair. she's definitely a raven haired beauty. She's probably the most fucked girl from Mass Effect Two. Wow. I would argue. Like, and I don't blame anybody for that. Like, I, I just like, thought she was a little obvious should, myself. They should track that. They probably do. Bioware, well, Steam tracks a lot of things like that. It's probably an achievement, right? You fucked so-and-so. <laughs> Ten points. <laughs> you just reminded me of something. Damn it, that's going to bother me. I don't know what it was. Um, probably something from Death and Return to Superman. Uh-huh. Most things remind me of that these days. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to the Renegade playthrough. Um and I think I'm close to the end of the game on Paragon. And, but I'm really enjoying it. I'm liking all the characters showing up. Of course, I'm a fan of what they call fan service. Mm-hmm. Now, fan service, very specifically in Japan, usually means panty shots. But fan service over here uh, tends to mean giving the fans what they would like to see. Like, and it's the kind like of thing. Past, past stuff coming forward. Yeah, seeing like, like people showing up doing awesome shit. Like, oh, I didn't expect that guy to show up and like shoot that villain in the head. People, that's the kind of thing. It's like, mm-hmm. yes, that's awesome. It's not necessarily the best thing for the story, but it like gives fan chills, you know, nerd chills. So I'm really happy to see pretty much everybody coming back. Um, not everybody joining my crew, though. It's a much tighter crew this time, but I'm okay with that. It's I'm actually surprised at the number of options I have because some of the people are like, unless you want me on your crew, and I'm like, no, I really like to. You should you should definitely go to the other thing, although in-game he says it a lot nicer than that. Yeah. Um, so I have a very tight-knit group right now, but it's, it's, just, it's great being back on the ship for long-time Mass Effect players. You know, you've been on the ship the whole time, and you know, it really feels like you're wrapping up a saga... Lots of great... Oh, I wanted to recommend to everybody, if you're just... Don't just plow through it. Make sure every time you finish a mission, just do a lap around every corner of the ship because there's really great conversations. The crew members actually get up and wander around, whereas in the past games, you like went to that room to find that guy and that room to find that guy if you ever wanted to talk to him, and they never really talked to each other. But this time, 
they wander around and they bullshit with each other and it's really great dialogue to hear. Ugh, more time I'd have to spend. If you enjoy the characters like most people, longtime fans do, it's it's really great. So I think they did a great, very, very high production values. I mean, again, low expectations. I was really worried after what I heard about Dragon Age 2 and just things with Bioware, you know, just, you know, stuff has happened, reason to be worried about stuff and it's working out really great and there's apparently there's just really great multiplayer that i haven't tried yet but apparently you can earn credits and earn the equivalent of like booster packs from magic so i heard about that today on twitter and i really really want to play multiplayer now um can you three. play co-op multiplayer though or is it just it's shooter? only co-op it's 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 horde mode oh, okay apparently it's only i thought it was mode. like versus or something no no versus from what i understand oh. from what i understand okay then Anything else? Uh, Lawrence Benson on, on Twitter wants me to compare Viagra and Levetra with this link right here. Oh, okay. I almost, I almost wonder, like, I always consider my iPhone as being sort of, because it's a closed system, as being sort of immune to these links. But surely by now they figured out how to, how to, how to get in there and fuck up my phone anyway, so I don't really want to click it. I'm, I'm inclined. I click them. I'm just like, them? whatever. What it, what it usually well, I mean, how would it? it just you like can't like ads? install anything there, right? And Safari, I've heard of, I've Safari heard of incidents. I think prevents pop-ups. Yeah. What do you? What do they usually say? I don't know. Usually, they're just flashing like med ads or something. Oh, okay. Yawn. Oh, I got a second tweet from that silly girl sixty-nine. Oh, okay. Silly girl sixty-nine tweet oh, they... at Outlandish Matt. <laughs> well, he, they, she. He, she changed it to Justin this time. I'm still oh, convinced okay. this is like the most highly advanced bot I've ever seen that they've somehow figured out how to listen to the podcast and this understand is, that they yeah. need to tweet this at us. Like Terminator, Skynet, AI. I'm a little here. scared. I'm telling you, this is like AI in the Mass Effect universe. If it was VI, would be okay, but this AI shit ain't going to fly. All right, let's take a break and we'll be right back after this. Put down that joystick and get ready to ride. It's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. I'm Mario. My brother Luigi and I are hot. Watch us take on the baddest bad guy in town, King Koopa. He's got his hooks out for Princess Toadstool, but we're gonna stop him cold. The Super Mario Brothers Super Show. It's awesome. Super Mario, tomorrow at 7. And we're back for the second and final segment of Outlandish Podcast. Yeehaw! Uh, a few emails here. This one comes in from Ed. He says, Hey, you three, it's me again. Oh, hey, so Ed. I have been going. I remember you. So I've been going back and listening to your stuff all over again. <sighs> Dear God, you guys have grown and changed so much. Not all for the good, not all, <laughs> not all bad either. Well, that's good. Congrats to you guys for going for four years and the great things you have accomplished. I wonder if he can, I mean, can he chart the laziness? What do you mean, like a, like, what is it, like a line graph or something? Yeah. Like you're just going well, up it starts, and down? It starts really low. Uh-huh. Actually, it starts about half, because we were pretty lazy from the beginning, but we would fucking make commercials and shit. We used to make two commercials a week. Now we make none. Zero. Now I have to dig on YouTube for retro stuff or, like, something else. Um... Says, See, Matt's not uh, lazy. Now, now my question is, me and my friends have been inspired to make a podcast. What do you recommend for us to start out? Oh, and as a side <laughs> note, it's been over one year since I've stopped playing WoW. Also, it's been one year since I got arrested for buying WoW Gold, but that's just a coincidence. Arrested? Have a great day, you crazy guys. Can you be arrested in real life for that? Is that a crime? I maybe, don't think it's a crime. Maybe, used, maybe, maybe he used... Stolen credit card, I don't know. Well, that would be a problem. I don't know. Fill out the de- details, Ed. Ed sir, I don't know. Edward. Edward. It? I don't know. Need the deets. Uh, I was going to comment on something else he said. Starting the podcast. Yes. <laughs> For someone who just listened to all our podcasts again, you should be very familiar with the three or four other times we've addressed this topic. I don't. I mean. Plus, make a podcast. What do you recommend for us to start out? We'll give, I don't know. Like, what is he? Does he mean what do I recommend? Like, equipment wise? Who even knows? Topic I'm gonna, wise? I'm going to give That's the, something on you. I'm going to give the one, the best piece of advice, and it's the one piece so we can move on, and it's that pick something that you can focus on. 
Don't do like us. Pick something you want to focus on. Pick something you for, want to focus for a on. long time. Fill a niche. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be for a long time, but long enough to where you get enough people listening that they'll just keep listening because they like us. That's all you people, by the way. Um, and a few random people. I tell you what, if you've, if you've picked this podcast up after we stopped talking about wow as a focus, write it right in. Let us know and tell us if you actually like it. Cause I really want to get the emails where they're like, I picked it up after you stopped talking about wow. Cause I didn't know you ever really talked about wow. And it's not that great. <laughs> I don't know why I keep listening, why but I, I can't find listening? any other podcast. There's one of those people that like they have a ton of time to fill. And they just so they don't just like fill a lot it of, with bad. Things? Well, they don't like a lot of podcasts, well, so they're like, they fill up music. We're the we're the podcast they listen on to on Fridays at 3 p.m. <clears throat> That's when I always get to my least favorite podcast. Uh, this comes in from Sammy. He says Bastion. Minor, yes. Minor spoilers. Minor spoilers. Okay. Hello, casters. I am the person from a time ago who listened to you in the car and almost crashed from laughing too hard. I think we've had several. We've had multiple people yeah. almost die thanks in to In the us. same car. And I'm going to just go ahead and assume, based on that scenario, we've probably killed a few people. They've not lived to tell a tale about it. Exactly. Although I don't listen to you in the car anymore, as I don't have that commute anymore, I still listen to you Our every week. Are growing up. Please continue to talk about Bastion. I felt like it was the sleeper of the of last year. Yeah, it's my favorite game of last year because of the fantastic narration and amazing mm-hmm. storyline. It was a great storyline. But the one aspect that was done in this game that I haven't seen in a long time is the amount of emotion that this game held. So this is going to go into like spoilers now. Okay. Some parts like when Zaya was first found, the music that turned on tied with the narration, made the scene very emotional Mm -hmm. to the point where I put my controller down for a couple minutes to just listen to the amazing soundtrack in this game. You know, I'm going to stop him right there. There have been so many... There, Well, I'm not going to say there have been so many, but there's been major instances in the past few years where people have been compelled to talk about that moment in a video game where something happened, like a, a change, and then a perfectly... Uh, chosen song usually an original song usually with vocals is played during a scene talking about Red Dead Redemption Redemption everybody loves that scene when people go to uh, when you go to Mexico I love that scene everybody loves that Um, I really wish I could remember another one but the um, fuck I can't think of apparently it's done in Gears of War 3 Mm -hmm. I heard a few people mention that and this is another instance where it's this really great song it's like a nice guitar folksy and she's kind of God, I wish I could remember it. I've, I've had the, 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 the page to buy the soundtrack digitally up on my tabs, like in a side tab folder thing. I just haven't gotten around to and paying for it. playing the 30-second sample you can listen to? <laughs> that's all I need, man. <laughs> but yeah, that's a really great moment. It, it makes me think, like, I sure hope developers are noticing how many people latch on to those moments. And, and, I mean, it's, it's well, why they would movie... have to. they would have to also make that moment happen game-wise, though. Well, Which, sure. I don't know. I mean... Writing wise and all that, they might not have that capability. Well, yeah, um, it definitely has to fit the game because it's so few and far between. Few, far between, far, far and in few between. Few and far between. Yeah, far. There's somewhere. This, it's right. It's slim. It's not. Not many opportunities. <laughs> right, but and and that, I mean, you know, that comes from movies. There are tons of great scenes in movies where a perfectly chosen song or TV shows is placed in a scene and it just it like multiplies the emotion of the scene by manifold. I know when that Celine Dion song comes on. Wherever you are. I know, I'm just, uh, I'm like, oh, hold me, DiCaprio. Hold me. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, You're so, the king of my world. So I ask what you thought about the emotion in this game and what you think about emotion in games in general. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was very emotive. I tell you right now. I at, cared about at, these little 2D characters. At the end of Limbo, when when he runs up that hill, I just had to quit playing. Yeah, you literally <laughs> did. Because that was the end of the goddamn game. I didn't, It's funny you picked Limbo because I didn't get a lot of emotion out of that game. Because I, well, I didn't understand what the I, fuck was yeah, going on. Yeah, it just throws was you it there. his sister? Was it his brothers and sisters? Was it all a metaphor Who and a dream he was having? Who was the people trying was to kill him? Was the whole game just a metaphor for childhood? Let me tell you. Dear Esther. Man. That's... Yeah. you. I'll let you tell me. Tell me, Matt. That's... uh. No, yeah, I, I mean, I really can't. I really can't. Words, 
Well, yeah, I and can't get, I can't find the words for you, Justin. Bastion is also um, a great beacon of uh, voice acting, and it, and it shows like how good paying good voice actors <laughs> is worth the money. Um, Justin does the paying for voice actors was a great idea by the people that made Bastion. And Justin thinks that uh, maybe they shouldn't use some voice actors too much because. I hear those voice actors a lot in games. Maybe was if I didn't Nathan? hear so much, I wouldn't get so Nathan annoyed. Drake? Yeah, Nathan Drake. Um, God damn it. Of course. If I you hadn't Nathan said Drake. it, I would be able to remember that guy's name. Zach something, Jonathan something, ja- Oh Jack. my fucking God, what is his name? Tim Collins, Tommy, Todd, Jacob. Oh, that's destroying me. That's destroying me. We had, what's his name? Come by. God damn it. Zach, Zach, It's not Zach. Zach. Z- it's not Nathan, because of course well, yeah, Nathan Drake. It's not Nathan Drake. His name's like I think it's Zach or something it's like not that. Zach. It starts with a Z, I think, right? Z- Zach's the uh, Z- Zeb- Zebo. Uh, Nolan North. That was close. <laughs> so very close. N's look like Z's when turned sideways. <laughs> No truer words have ever been spoken. This comes in from Phil. He says, letter for the podcast about firearms. Hey, Matt, Jeremy, and Justin. After hearing you guys mention permits for firearms on the podcast with Josh Augustine, I thought you guys might be interested in hearing about Florida's gun laws. Yeah, I'm, I'm always interested in, inter- in state gun or state laws and how different I they can be. I am 18 years old and live in Florida, which means I can go into a gun, any gun store and buy... Any shotgun or rifle that is semi-automatic and does not have a suppressor. Right. Because those guns are commonly used in hunting. I do not need a permit. The seller of the firearm just calls someplace to do a background check after I fill out a form saying I am not a felon or a drug addict. That's pretty crazy. You have to be 21 years old to purchase a handgun from an FFL dealer, basically a store. But I can buy a handgun from a private seller like my dad or a neighbor or anyone at a gun show. Hmm. As long as I am 18. Also, when buying a firearm from a private seller, I do not need to fill out any paperwork. He hands me the gun. I hand him the money. I don't know why he wouldn't, why he wouldn't want the money first, but whatever. Done. I put that part in there because he actually said he hands me the gun. I hand him the money. <laughs> this guy's not so bright. This sounds just... like a mugging to me. <laughs> <laughs> I currently have a semi-automatic AK-47. Wow. And Mossberg 500. It's in parentheses. Pop sh- Pump shotgun, a 1911 pistol. I don't know if that's the year date. That's awesome. And two 22 rifles. That's not everybody have a 22 rifle. That's fucking sweet. You need to saw off both ends and make straps so you can put them on your back. One with a sh- one with a scope, one without. I also have a couple hundred rounds for each gun waiting to be used at the range. I just thought you guys might Ammo's find expensive. this to be a huh. Ammo's expensive. It's pretty. It's not, it's not cheap. Yeah. I just thought you guys might find this to be a little scary, allowing any random 18-year-old to buy this kind of stuff. I can't legally drink alcohol, but I can have an AK-47. Just to be clear, I would rather have less restrictive gun laws as opposed to more restrictive ones because of the whole outlaw guns and only outlaws have guns thing. Obviously, I don't need an AK-47 to protect myself, but it's a hell of a lot of fun to shoot. Love the show, even though I don't play WoW. Just love hearing you guys talk about random shit. Loving Cosby. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I have a lot of liberal leanings. Enough to make people think that I would be a liberal. Uh, but gun control is definitely one where I don't lean that way. I feel like we should have the right to defend ourselves personally. Especially when you consider how corrupt uh, the police officers are. Um, not but, all of them. But, but do you think... But- there, sh- there, there should be restrictions, though, on what type of guns you can have. Yeah, well, I mean... They didn't have automatic weapons, but... It's, it's, yeah, you can't really well... Go, like, would our forefathers be like, no, everybody should have a bazooka, a hand grenade, uh... I, I can't come down on either side on that, because... At some point, you're getting into weapons of... Not mass destruction, but, but yeah. weapons of... Um, mass killings mass massacre <laughs> um i mean yeah i don't know where i fall on the automatic semi-automatic from what i understand automatic weapons are outlawed in most states mm-hmm. maybe maybe somebody can tell me wrong on that one if not all states unless you're a militia i don't know i don't know 
Unless you're in the army, yes. Um, but yeah, I tell you what's interesting though is the uh, concealed, non-concealed laws because some states require that the weapon be unconcealed mm-hmm. out in the open, and some require that they be concealed. And it's interesting because I can see both sides of that. You know, if it's out in the open, then you're you're letting people know, hey, I've I have a gun. gun. You know, but then you've also got people that are nervous around guns, nervous off the bat. Whereas if you were concealing it, then they wouldn't be nervous, but then they wouldn't know that you're walking around carrying a weapon. So I, I don't know. I just find that dichotomy really interesting, right? And in the and the reason they would argue both sides. I just think it's crazy uh, that you can be walking down the street in certain states with like two. Six shooters on your on your side. Yeah, I, yeah. I think people should be able to do that. I think I think it's unreasonable to. I think we should be able to call people out and just shoot them down the street. Well, you can, but then well, you're going to go to jail. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't. I guess if the two no, we have a court if, system. Well, Matt. I'm just saying if two consenting people oh, agree okay. to duel it out or something. Yeah, I totally agree with that. If they both fucking consent to have a shootout, fuck yes. Film it and put it on YouTube. And they can wear advertisements like NASCAR. <laughs> like, all right, here comes five-time champion. Fruit of the Loom, Fruit of, Fruit of the Loom Jim versus Pfizer Mike. Uh, <clears throat> all right, so I, I just go into 3.5 here. I wonder if you can fake your way into journalism, especially video game journalism. Like, could we say we went to the Mists of Pandaria press tour and just bullshit our way just enough through it with vague statements? I think we could. Yes. And also just just say you went out to a company and saw something, but only put out an article after another company does it, but just put a different view on things. You'd be like the Yeah. You'd be like the psych guy from that show Psych. Because he just, he just be, reads into clues, and then he just you know d- goes with the general stuff off that. Well, I don't know if it would be psych so much as it would be plagiarism, but <laughs> you'd well, not, be seeing what other people did. Yeah, but you reword it, so it's not plagiarism, Justin. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, you you could totally to this, do that, but you would have to do some real writing just to get their trust to let you do that in the first place, unless they're really desperate. Well, I mean, a, a lot of bloggers get their start. And then get into the game journalism industry, I think. Sure. And they get it, do it by blogging a bunch about actual coverage. I don't know if you would be able to well, start off by we doing We just got coverage. done. We just got back from Blizzard. Yeah. And Austin, Blizzard Austin, uh-huh. right? Is, they have an office the, out there. Yeah. yeah. It's right next well, to Bioware. Why am I asking, do they? Because I know they do because we just come back from it. Yeah. Uh, we just come back. We just saw some amazing stuff from Mr. Pandaria. I really wish we could talk about it, but we can't because we, we can't signed an right NDA now. agreement. They're doing some Man, interesting NDA. changes to the talent trees. They're not even called talent trees anymore. I think we can reveal well, that. Can we, that's can another we, key. Whoa, I don't know if we can talk about it. I don't know if that's we can another talk about thing the, you can do when you, when you want to be making stuff up. Act like stuff that people actually already know is stuff that you just found out about. If you say it like that, even if people are pretty sure that they remember hearing that before, if you say it confidently enough, they'll doubt themselves, and then you've got them. We've got them. That's a way you've gained their trust, even though you bullshitted them. Well, we were just at the Guild Summit for Star Wars uh, just this past two weeks ago. We were hanging out with Josh Augustine. Uh, We got to go back to to BioWare Secret Headquarters. Yep. Uh, We got to do some hands-on with Patch 1.3. They haven't even started talking about that patch yet. I mean, they just got done talking about Patch 1.2. This Patch 1.3 is definitely going to shake up everything. That's going to be the real shit. I mean, that's... What they're doing with the whole legacy system and everything? Oh my god! It's I mean, and insane. And the mounts they're coming. I I didn't even think they could possibly make those into the the game. But it's about time they had some organic mounts. I'm oh, telling I you, I said too much. Hospital beds have to be the best for your back, right? I mean, a coma patient isn't going to wake up with a sore back, right? Well, you mean aside from entropy? Well, or right. is it atro- atrophy? atrophy? Yeah. What is entropy? Wait. Entropy is Which chaos. one is the rigor mortis? <laughs> Wait, that's rigor that's mortis. That's when you're dead. But uh, I was thinking, I mean, like, I mean, does, do people... Why? I mean, you just assume that they have to make them more comfortable because... Yeah, because, I mean, otherwise it would cause back problems. You could, like, sue the hospital, right, for that? Like, if you had, like... Yeah, a, I guess a, you could. I mean, like... 
because you can't. Plus, it's adjustable, so there's no way you're going to be like, oh, it's not at the right angle. It's got to no, be. It's got to be very soft and or firm, whichever way is supposed to be good for your back. It depends on the person. Firm oh, for old it? people, soft for some people. Uh, isn't there an old story about a woman that has a red ribbon around her neck? Does her head fall off when it's removed? That sounds I, so fucking familiar. I thought there was like a like a like a. I don't want to say it's like an Edgar Allan Poe story or something, but it was like I thought it was like it's an old story. Scary stories in the dark. <laughs> but she had like a red ribbon, and her husband. She met a guy or something, and they started dating or something, and she's like, "Oh no, you can't! I can't ever take this off." And he ends up taking it off of her or something, and her head comes off. I think. That definitely sounds like a, a scary story to tell in the dark. Because, like, that's the end of, like, and he took the ribbon off, and her head fell off, Mwah, and then you hold up, because you're telling it to your kid, and you hold up the creepy-ass picture, Indian ink drawings that they used to have in the scary stories of telling dark books. You never read those, did you? No. I watched the show. <clears throat> what? No, you're thinking of Are You Afraid of the Dark. Okay. <laughs> How come people sneeze differently? Why don't we all make similar sounds? How come some people sneeze loudly? Do you think it's just like, do you think it's, I guess it's, it's like, like a laugh you develop thing? it over time. Yeah. Maybe you've heard, maybe your parents sneeze that way or something. So you picked it up from them. I never understood. There was always like, there's always the girls that sneeze like, Tch! it's like, how the fuck you're not clear. There's no way you're clearing anything out. You got to put some force behind that. You're being too modest. Lady. Well, it doesn't even make sense anyways to sneeze. You sneeze through your mouth most of the time, you know? Ah, ah, in a dark, dark room and other scary stories. Okay. How, but it's in it? there. Okay. Oh, all right. Is it, it written by anybody the, important? Uh, Alvin Schwartz. I think it was a sequel to... Hmm. Nope, that was a... I don't think that was one of them. Sexism, yeah. racism, and stereotypes. Can we explain the difference between... I mean, like, I, I mean... I mean, I understand the difference between sexism and racism, obviously. Yeah. But what's the difference between those two and then stereotyping? I mean, are you are that's, you being not? Are you being a racist or a sexist if you go with? I mean, if you assume stereotypes. Yes. If you if you prejudge people, prejudice, then you are um, allowing yourself. But then, at what point is it fact? <laughs> I know. I mean, like, uh, well, like for example, um, black people have dark skin. That's not a stereotype. No, that's a fact. Unless they have although, a genetic although, flaw. Yeah, exactly. There are a lot of. Well, I mean, you get into sickle cell. Is that right? Is that is that what causes? No, you're light? thinking of uh, albinos. Yeah. Also, there are a lot of light skinned black people. Well, I mean, isn't that what? I, guess that would I be mean, a that, I thought sickle cell was the the Michael Jackson thing. Sickle cell. Uh, black people are prone to sickle cell anemia. I don't know if that's what Michael Jackson. Uh, I don't. I don't think that's. I don't know. They're also prone to high blood pressure. I'm not. I'm not a doctor. So there's. There you go. Black people are prone to high blood pressure. That's not a stereotype. That's just medical fact. Um. Anything that a person, you know, if if it's. But see, what makes that? What makes that a fact? Well, because they did studies. Well, I, that I doesn't. You're getting at. Um, yeah, because I mean, like, if if not everybody has it, then it can't be a fact, can it? Well, I mean, so I guess it's not a fact per se, as it's reliable evidence. Um, I mean, even then, it's like, huh. so. Well, I, I guess I said ninety percent kind of white people are, not, are more susceptible to high blood pressure than white people would be the correct fact. Um, and, and I don't even know how on, that's. I mean, well, that's I guess based on you feed them the same diet. Yeah, but then how do you know it's not genetic? I mean, like it's actually well, like it might from be genetic. Family, like from from actual parents or something. I mean, well, I, because they pick not so much the race genetic, but so much the line, the family lineage genetic. Well, when you, I don't when know you what mean, the when fuck you, the lineage. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying right there. When but. you pick a high enough sample rate, then you know that it's it's going to be corollary to the the race. I'm just saying, science is racist. All right, in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Signs are sexist, so uh, only female women can get only women can get pregnant. That's not a that's a sexist fact. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger would say so. No, no, he wouldn't. That was a movie. It was fiction. No, that was real. That'd be a crazy world to live in, where you thought everything you saw was actually real. Actually, now that you mentioned it, wasn't there that guy on Oprah that got pregnant or something? Well, I thought it was a woman. 
Yeah. That had a sex change. Yeah, that was bullshit. That didn't fucking count. Fuck you. Get off Oprah. I wonder how many people get screwed over the morning of daylight After- savings <laughs> by missing a scheduled event. I mean, there's probably got to be... There's probably got to be people. That's why they do it on Saturday, though, because Sunday. You mean Sunday? That's why they do it Sunday? Well, yeah, Sunday early was, morning. Yeah. So if you miss church, oh, well. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, Brian's wife had to catch a flight, mm. and I don't think... Because he sent me a text. He's all like, it's daylight savings time. And I was all like... I said something back to him. He's like, oh, that was a missed text. And I was like, oh, I hope you weren't trying to text somebody. <laughs> I hope you weren't trying to text somebody important. All right, I put down, talk about fate with Justin, his discussion with Jennifer Whatnot. Now, you you had discussed how you thought fate. we have a somewhat fate based on our habit, or not by our psychology, based on our upbringings and our psych, the way we formed ourselves. Right, essentially, it's the old Nietzschean idea that I don't think we have free will. But that's based on just our environment we've been raised in. and right. And how we're born. Basically, anytime you make a decision, and this is philosophy 101, it's where I heard about it, or or it's where I really studied it in literally philosophy 101 in uh, college. But uh, basically, every time you make a decision, um, and they gave an example of like, you're going to have ice cream, they have chocolate and vanilla, which do you choose? When you decide, you, you know... Outwardly, you think like, well, I'm just deciding I like chocolate because I like chocolate. But there's a reason you like chocolate. Why do you like chocolate? Most likely, it's because when you were growing up, um, theoretically, you had a good experience when you ate chocolate ice cream. Like it was a really fun trip or something. Or it was the first ice cream you tried or something like that. Or genetically, like for example, my mom is a, is a chocolate... My mom's a chocolateaholic and I love chocolate. I, I attribute <clears throat> a lot of that to her. Um, probably because we're German. That's where she's half German. Um, that's where so, you also attribute you hating Jews. No, no, <laughs> I learned that one like, from all the money they like, stole. What, from that me. would be terrible if racism and just With sexism genetic. and all that. Yeah, just I can't help it. I, I blame my parents for hating Jews. <laughs> I have to shoot one every time I see him. It's not my fault. That's the thing, though, is that, like, honestly, people that go on, and this is what brought it up, people that go on murder sprees or kill somebody, I don't think that's their fault because there's no such thing as fault. Whatever drove them to do that was a series of things that happened to them in their lifetime. So, well, you don't think, it, but so you don't think of, meta, you don't think there's such thing as me, just medical illness or anything i mean just yeah mental illness oh absolutely i mean that's just a more obvious way of saying that it's not their fault you know like temporary insanity sometimes they rule in that that's when it comes out you know that's when it's front and center you know anti-free will um but yeah that you know I, i just don't i mean if you really stop and think about it and you stop and think about every the way you are even your own personality you can probably draw a line to your character flaws and character bonuses i don't know um character perks and probably draw that to how you grew up things that happened in your childhood for example i have a kind of uh weird attachment detachment with friends because i believe because when i grew up my then best friend moved out of town almost every single year when i was Mm -hmm. going through grade school pretty much even all the way up through high school so i believe that that affects me mentally and emotionally and in ways I can't even imagine, but still, you know. But to me, it seems almost like <clears throat> you're trying to make a scapegoat. I can understand why you would think that, and, and I mean, a like, lot of people like, think that. I mean, it's it's because I, I think we could we 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 should be able to notice those things and try to change them, right? Um, but the ability to have the determination even to do that is affected by the kind of determination that we've been instilled with based on past events. Um, it's like I told Jennifer, uh, you know, no, I don't, I don't say, I don't say that frees us of responsibility because we have to have responsibility. We have to have a, a system and rules. And if you do something wrong, you have to be in trouble for it. Because, well, because you know, that's wrong. Well, not, well, not only that, but 
the very act of making something wrong and having punishment for it will affect people into not doing it. Um, so it's not like I alleviate people from blame. I just think that we're all essentially blameless. Um, but it's like I told her, you know, in a way, knowing knowing this kind of frees you because it makes you realize that you're only doing this because of how you were brought up and that technically speaking, you can do whatever you want to. It makes you sort of like the one you can see the matrix code. But even yeah. then, but even then learning that and understanding that you can do that is still just, it's still affected by the, the experiences and things that you've been through in the past and, and the way you were built as a human. Matt's giving me the, Trying to put off blame on your parents. That's bad, man. <laughs> Not just my a parents. Girl, a girl gets suspended for what she says on Facebook. How far should we let freedom of speech go? Uh, I mean, like, at what point? I mean, because, like, I know we have all that. The way. <laughs> well, I mean, it, but, I mean, at what point do we police other people from letting things happen based on speech? Like, you know, if, if somebody says something about a corporation they work for, they get fired. I mean, uh, at right. what point does the government protect them from getting fired? They don't at all. Um, the people often confuse freedom of speech, meaning that there can be no retaliation whatsoever for somebody doing something uh, like <clears throat> like when people mouth off on the radio and get in trouble for it. Their defenders will be like, freedom of speech. And it's like, well, yeah, they have freedom of speech. They're perfectly allowed to say that. Uh, the radio station is perfectly allowed to fire them and not pay them money to say things that they don't agree with. And it's the same to a corporation. They have the right, if someone's disparaging them, to fire them. It's, it's only when it comes to uh, government allowing you to, to do well, that. Well, then how would that affect for s- schools? That's a good question. I don't think the school should have been able to fire her. Now, I don't know the situation. Suspend her? Suspend her, yeah. Um, You're not- fired from school. <laughs> get the, get what your that books mean? and get the hell out of here. I don't work here. Um, now, I don't know what she posted. Uh, so, I don't know. Well, then how would, that, how would that also protect, like, teachers? That's a good question because the teacher is employed by the school. So... But it's a, it's a government... I mean, if it's a state-funded thing, that's... I mean, that's... Right. But... There's also the, um, the, it's because they're employed and essentially students and the, the teachers of those students are sort of clients in a way, especially since we pay the taxes for that stuff. And you have to be able to appease those people. So a teacher can't go to school reading with a shirt that says, fuck Jesus, because that doesn't fall in line. Hey, separation of church and state. <laughs> Fair enough. That, that's actually the main reason they can't wear <laughs> that shirt to school. Um, but the other reason is uh, because the schools, as sort of as an employee, are allowed to cultivate their teachers and, and set a standard, uh, especially for, especially if the if the standard lines up for how they want to uh, impose upon impressionable minds the students. Again, I, I would really, I, I should have looked this up. I, I remember hearing about well, it and thinking like I should see what she wrote, and I don't remember what it was. Was, um, it, was it despair? Do you, do you remember what I, it was? I don't remember. I just, it must have been I just disparaging heard on, towards the teacher. I, all in all, I think that's bullshit, though. She should be able to say stuff in her private time about whatever the fuck she wants to, and that, that should not have any effect on the school. Uh, I wonder if there are any racists that take offense to being associated with another similar group. Like, I wonder if there are any white people that hate Jews but take offense to Nazism. They hate Jews but recognize everyone is equal. They just hate the Jewish community. Like Nazism is too broad for them. Yeah, well, yeah, because it, it 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 thinks white is the supreme race, and they're like, look, I don't, we're not the supreme race. Right. We're just like everybody Black else. People are cool too. But just those Jewish people. It's the, look, yeah, they're like, we need to I'm focus. Sorry. I'm our sorry. Hate. This is the second time I've brought up. Jew- I don't hate Jewish people. It's Matt, just- I gotta tell you, you got a problem. Every time <laughs> even Germans come up. <laughs> well, that's because out comes the Jew. That's jokes. the only history I know about Jew. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah, that's all. But I mean, I, I mean, I guess I should I, birthplace of Protestantism. But I yeah. know Arkansas was uh, a concentration camp for the Japanese. I know that. I guess I should yep. bring up the Japanese. Uh, I know that obviously slavery 
Sure. And civil rights and all that. Mm-hmm. It's written uh, in the Constitution that not all men are created equal. We had the whole, uh, whenever um, Irish people were coming over here, we had a lot of controversy over that. What are we getting at here? I don't know. I'm just. I'm trying to just say to I recognize yourself. everybody. <laughs> Matt, it's not your fault. Okay. I just don't want to seem like You're I'm targeting. I'm like, it's okay. That's, I don't think so. But it's, it's actually not okay. Oh. Don't blame me. Blame my parents. I don't blame you, but society's going to blame the fuck out of you. Yeah, they will. Uh, all right. That's all I had. Um, thanks for listening to 186. We'll catch you in 187. If you'd like to sign up on our forums at forums.outlandishpodcast.com, you can't. Nobody is replying to anybody's stuff for that request. Uh, I know I've had somebody talk to me on oh, Facebook. Say, Jeremy shut it down entirely. Well, I don't know. I've sent, I forwarded it to Jeremy. I don't think he's ever gotten. So uh-huh. I'll have to, I'll, I'm going to have to get with Jeremy, see what I can do. I guess I'll have to make just, people's accounts. We must have done something wrong. Why is that? To get so many spam account requests. Well, I don't hear we anybody else. We ha- we've had haters in the past. Maybe they've, of course, maybe I've posted something. I don't know. I, I never hear anybody else talk about having this trouble with their forms. Maybe we need to upgrade our forms. I don't know. If you captcha. can help, put some captcha, captcha to get to the captcha. I mean, it's not like the forms are a, a lively, right, location for. No, they're booming. They're booming. Shut the fuck up. People are going to this. If you like to listen to us an email, you can do so at letters at outlandishpodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash outlandishpodcast. You can follow us on Twitter at outlandishcast. You can follow Justin at outlandishbeats. You can follow Jeremy at outlandishjare. And you can follow me at outlandishmatt. That's it. Yep. We'll catch you in 187. Bye. Ooh.